Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. What is going on, J-Rod Concerts Familia? How is everybody doing today? Jamie Rodriguez here, your host, this and every episode, and I hope everyone is having a kick-ass start of the fall season. And uh, guys, let me jump straight to this. A few of you have been asking if you can suggest artists that you guys have discovered for our show. The answer is yes, absolutely. There's two ways to do so. Uh, One, you can um, fill out the contact form on our website, jrodconcertspodcast.com, or you can just shoot us an email jamie at jrodconcerts.com and uh, we'll check it out and you guys know the kind of stuff we like here you know if it's lyrical depth and we'll give it a listen and absolutely love to take feedback from our fam and without further ado guys today's guest is amazing talent amazing talent singer songwriter actress uh caitlin tarver guys you may know her because she's been in a bunch of shows including hbo ballers she was a nickelodeon um, so she's quite the star And she is about to release a fantastic, fantastic album called Subject to Change, which is, quite frankly, a brilliant name, considering everything we've gone through as a society the past 18 months. Subject to Change. Um, One of the singles just came out, Shit Happens. Self-directed video, absolutely stunning. She's got one million plus followers. It's amazing. And just a great all-around record, guys. So we are super thrilled to have... Caitlin Tarver on the show, you know, Billboard's call her an empowering, Ear Milk has called her a rising star, so without further ado, guys, let's get on it. And you can catch her on tour in spring of 2022, uh, so make sure to check that out. Caitlin Tarver on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Caitlin Tarver, look at you. Look at me. How are you What's doing? Me. Um, I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I mean. Oh, look, a... my name is behind you. How cute. We have a star, so we got to put the marquee up for you. You oh, know, my God. I the mean, little, I... the little red carpet for Caitlin. Wow. That is, <laughs> that's a nice touch. <laughs> so, Caitlin, you know, quickly to introduce you to my audience. First of all, subject to change. New album out October 15th. Had a chance to preview it this long weekend. And Ooh. man, what can I say? Stop like the. Banger after banger. That's what really? the kids call it. The whole thing. Phenomenal, oh. Caitlin. Thank uh, you. Yeah, and shit happens. Great song, great video. We're going to talk about all that. So just wanted to get that oh. off the bat. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much. Wow, that's so nice to hear. Um, obviously, you know, it's always a little scary to put put stuff out there and hope, you know, kind of cross fingers that it's good and people like it as much as you do. So always nice to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, also an accomplished actress, and you've done a whole bunch of stuff. And you're getting ready to go on tour uh, with Johnny Swim with the duo uh, shortly. So how do you get ready? How do you get ready for like a a big long tour like this, Caitlin? Like what's on your mind? Gosh, I mean, I'm so out of practice. Um, And even before the pandemic, I didn't do a ton of touring. So like, this is all pretty new for me. Like, I'm like, yeah, what do you do to get ready for tour? I've been like, drinking, um, 
this like greens powder, like, cause I'm like, I feel like I need to be healthy. Like that's something people who tour do. Uh, <laughs> so I've been trying to figure out like vitamins and powders and drinks and to like keep myself healthy. But then also, I guess I'm like, oh, I guess I should practice these songs. Um, I guess I should rehearse. So I don't know. There's a lot right. like, got to figure Might out what well. I'm wearing. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. So um you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. And you're, pl you're playing pretty big venues too. I mean, pretty yeah. big amphitheaters, pretty big theaters. So, so that's cool. Check, check them out. And uh, how was your summer, Caitlin? You know, how, you know, we're, you know, approaching fall. How, how do you look back on summer? I, I had a good summer. I mean, I feel like it's still a little weird out here, but um, I don't know. I mean, there's something... Obviously, we're all kind of facing it together in some sense. Yeah. So and of course, you're in L.A. I'm in L.A., yeah. yeah. Um, and, but it was nice at least to kind of like get to do a little bit more this summer. Like it wasn't as depressing as last summer, I feel right. like. Low um, bar. It's a low bar, but yes. It's a low bar. So, <laughs> you know, we're all doing great. But it was a good, it was a good summer. Yeah, I did a, I didn't do too much. I don't know. It's always that weird thing where you're like, wait, what did I do? It's already over um but yeah that was, it was good <laughs> that's true that's so true yeah. caitlin so let, let me talk a little bit about your early life because it's fascinating so you grew up you know we're in nashville so close here to georgia glenville georgia mm -hmm. and your family owned a candy factory right how yeah. is it so first of all i mean I'll, a little to unpack here how was it you know with your brother who is a great actor as well in this unique blend of you know southern town small town with with your parents being business entrepreneurs and you guys being in the arts yeah it's it's still kind of trips us out like and we've been doing this for you know a long time now um i think there's always going to be kind of a strange feeling of like because we grew up like you said in such a small town it wasn't like people really pursued the arts like you didn't see it a lot so it didn't seem like a real path um, and so it wasn't until, you know, I, I talk about this a lot, but I did this, um, reality show when I was 13, it was like American Idol for kids. And, um, it got me out to LA for the summer, like Oh three. And our whole family was here and we all kind of got bit by the showbiz bug while we were here. And we were like, Oh, this is like a possible path. Like this is what we want to do. And so, um, there's like a joke in our family that like that ruined our family because it made us all want to be in entertainment. <laughs> and my parents were like, what happened? Like, how did we lose all of our kids to Hollywood? Um, because they're still in Georgia, still at the candy factory. My dad, right. you know, still works there today. So um, it's funny. I, I, but it's also like my parents were very supportive parents, very, um, you know, wanted us to try th things that we wanted to try. So we honestly kind of turn it back on them and we're like, well, it's your fault. Like you didn't have to be so supportive and like make us think we were so great. Like, smart, you know, maybe then move, we would have yeah. <laughs> stayed closer to home. Um, but <laughs> you gave us too much confidence to, you know, go out into the world. <laughs> did too much of a good job, guys. Too much of a exactly. good job. Exactly. You did too much of a good job. Oh my God. But Caitlin, <laughs> isn't it almost, I was thinking about this. It's almost a miracle. I mean, what are the odds? It's gotta be one in a billion that in a small town, where, like where you come from, where high school classes are like of 20 people, mm -hmm. both you and your brother, your brother's a great comedian. He's doing amazing stuff in his own from the same family are like being trailblazers in LA. Isn't that like a kind of a miracle? 
It is kind of a miracle. It's super like, yeah, when you think about it, it's, it's crazy. Um, I don't know, like, I don't really know what happened to us, <laughs> um, but it's really fun. It's really um, exciting to get to do together. Um, you know, my brother and I are really close. My sister and I, my other brother, we have, there's four kids total. Um, so we're all pretty tight knit family and, um, it's fun to kind of get to share, you know, this career path and be there for each other and, uh, get to kind of experience things together. It's really fun. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, Caitlin. And okay, we'll get to the new songs in just a second, but I have to ask the obligatory NBC Songland question, right? And I'm oh. sorry, you talk about this like a million times, probably a day. But yeah, you know, no, that's fine. I actually haven't talked about Songland in a bit, so you're good. <laughs> I mean, for my audience, you know, like Caitlin is such a complete person and she's you're done so much. One of the things you did was, you know, NBC Songland, fascinating show reality show, but geared more towards the songwriting element. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, you won, you know, the old Dominion episode and your song was featured in a Jeep commercial with you in it. <laughs> Just how yeah. do you look back on this like little interesting, short, but so rich and important chapter? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really special. I mean, I feel like I was at a point in my life where I just kind of took this chance to do a show like that. And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, you kind of are like, should I do this? Is this, what is this? Like it, it was such a new idea, but I was really drawn to the concept and how it, you know, kind of shed a light on songwriting, which is something I love so much. And, um, I don't know. I just, I was like, I'll take a chance. I think this would be a cool thing to be a part of. And it obviously ended up going really well for me. And, um, it was just a fun experience across the board and then getting to like, have the added element of my song being used, not only winning the episode, but then it being used in the commercial and then them asking me to be in the commercial, which was totally unexpected, um, was really, really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience and the, um, I met so many new people. I got to work with Shane McAnally, which was really, really special. And, um, yeah, it was such a great experience all around, really. Love it, love it, love it, yeah. love it. Yeah. So, okay, moving on to, to your album. Amazing stuff, like we said, we were listening all weekend. And, you know, when we were listening to it, just like on the first listens, we were, like, inspired, Caitlin. We were, like, <laughs> no, we, like some of the songs were, like, hell yeah, let's break new ground, let's take risks, where are we going, sky's uh, the limit. Cool. Yeah. And then and then, on, and then upon further research, it's, like, hell yeah, songs like Shit Happens, mm -hmm. inspired by Brené Brown, which, uh -huh. you know, we love, I mean, we didn't even know she had a podcast, but we saw her special about being in the arena. Yes. Strongly yeah, recommended. The, the TED Talk or, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but but the point being that uh, amazing concept here, uh, tell us a little bit about, let's start with Shit Happens. I mean, it, it's about kind of like letting go of like the need for control, right, Caitlin? Yeah, it is. It is pretty much. I mean, I, I was inspired by that because I'm a big podcast listener and um, I'm a big Brene fan and so I saw that she had a podcast, so I was listening to it on, you know, a walk that I went on last year, one of 1,000, um, to kind of get out of the house. Um, and yeah, she like posed the question to um, her guests on that episode were other podcasters, a lot of podcasts, um, Dax Shepard and Tim Ferriss. And she was like, what's well, like a short, you know, kind of bumper sticker saying or short slogan that you feel is true, but 
has kind of lost its meaning because of like overuse or, or people don't really, people hear it and just kind of breeze past it and don't really think about it. And, and Brene's answer was shit happens. And, you know, she kind of gave this response of like, when something goes wrong in my life, like I'm, I'm always looking for someone to blame, like whether it be myself or someone else, like why, why did this happen? Cause yeah, like if you can figure out why it happened, then maybe you can prevent it in the future. And like, it does give you, give you this like idea of control. And, um, I just really connected with that and was like, wow, like that's, I don't know. It was just so inspiring to me. And then I had a session and kind of brought that up and then added on top of that, this kind of feeling of like, I don't know, frustration with our, um, kind of tendency as humans to try and rush to the conclusion try and rush to the bow the like silver lining in a situation where it's painful like I don't know I've just seen that almost cause more pain than good when you kind of try to like rush to the band-aid I guess um instead of just like either sitting in your own pain for a second or sitting in someone else's pain with them and just being like hey like this is a tragic thing that happened to you or this is the thing that has no this might not have like some grand meaning in your life eventually, or maybe it does, but right now it sucks. And like, I think it's okay to acknowledge that and maybe even helpful to acknowledge that um, to kind of help us move forward through difficult situations. Like, I don't know. I, I just had a lot of angles to it. And um, yeah, it was one of those songs that, you know, I feel like I've been kind of trying to write for a long time and it just kind of all clicked and it was exciting. It's beautiful and and it's powerful. Everything you're saying, it's it, it's pretty deep. I mean, it's almost yeah. like it's almost like it's it's not it's who we become in the process of like the goals that we think we are, right? Like that's the point, like the, like yeah. the the path, the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think you know that's a lot. What this album is touching on is just like those kind of complex emotions and difficult emotions that are you know kind of in a gray area where it's just like, oh, like I got this thing, but it's not quite what I thought it would be, or this thing's supposed to make me happy and it's not. And why am I sad? And I can't say that I'm sad because people need to think I'm happy. Like, I don't know. I think I've just always been drawn to those gray areas and trying to kind of explore them. And it makes for kind of heavy music sometimes, but um, I don't know, hopefully it can be cathartic and uh yeah, like helpful in a way too. It, it is, it is. And that's why this song has been such a success and why this album is going to be even more of a success. It's because, yeah, this is a universal thing, Caitlin. This is something yeah. that, you know, the pandemic showed. It's not It's not just, you know, people in their late 20s, or early 30s or people in their 60s, 70s or Generation Zs or whatever. Like mm -hmm. everyone got impacted by the past two years. And yeah. it's like, what what meaning are we giving to this problem? So that you hit something really universal here. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to another song because I could talk to you for like 17 hours. About <laughs> yeah, you you're such an interesting myself. person. You know, you need to be careful. I can really exactly. get going. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's talk about Heard Like That. Just so just so mm. people are not like afraid that this album is going to be all Brene Brown, Ted Talk Introspection. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> heard Like That. Heard Like That. Um, it, it, it's a great song because it touches a universal heartbreak theme that we, we've yeah. all been through. But, but I want to ask yeah. you, is, is how do you do it with such class, Caitlin? And what I mean by that is you tiptoe that line perfectly where it's it doesn't mm -hmm. go too cheesy, too like, you know, pop sentimental, it's going to be forgotten in five minutes. <laughs> but I, I, and, and not carry underwood with a baseball bat, going to hit your car either. Okay, that is a bop though. 
It, that is quite a bop. Kudos to Carrie, obviously, yeah. Nashville queen. Nothing against her. Yeah, of course. But, but, you know, you did such a beautiful thing of, you know, when that happens, you have all these mixed feelings. One hour, you feel different from the other hour. How did you capture that, Caitlin? Oh, man, that's so nice. Thank you for saying that. Um, it's not, you don't do it every time. I definitely don't do it every time. But when I do, I put it on an album and make people think that I do it every time. Um, no, I, I wrote that song in Nashville actually with um, David Hodges and uh, another writer, producer named Andrew Tufano. And we were just kind of talking about, you know, yeah, that feeling of heartbreak when you're just so hurt and it feels like the only thing that could make it better is if the other person is hurting as much as you do. And I don't know. I just, I think there's something like you said, so universal in that feeling. And I don't know, I, I guess maybe what kept me balanced is like knowing ultimately that if the person who broke my heart is feeling as much pain, it probably isn't going to make me feel that much better, but it kind of feels like it is. <laughs> so I can like express that emotion and be like, I just want this person to hurt as bad as I do. And um, I don't know, I guess just trying to stay away from those traps of like being too uh, like full of rage, even though that's kind of how you feel. Like, I don't know. I think just trying to find that balance, it, it's, it's difficult, but um, I, I think I had talented people helping me write it. And we just kind of really zeroed in on that one emotion of just like, I want this person to hurt as bad as I do because I'm in agony and they should be too. <laughs> right. Like right. if they're not, then like that makes it even but it worse, comes, you know? Yeah, But it comes from like the character. It's, it's, it's like a good, you can tell it's a good person. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the beauty of the song. It doesn't oh, come from you. a place of like bad spirit. It's just thank wonderful. Thank you. Well, Caitlin, you're being so good with your time. Let me ask you about one more song. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, when I leave home and we were just talking mm -hmm. about your family and how you left Georgia and, that whole stuff. Uh, love it. Love it for many reasons. Uh, but tell us a little bit about why did you end with this song? And also about the ending of this song, you know, like when you're singing with your friends or family or whatever. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's such a cool way to finish it. Thank you. Yeah, that this was a last minute addition to the album because, you know, I was I was trying to think of track listing and, and what I kind of wanted the arc of the album to be and how I wanted it to end. And I had written When I Leave Home about you know, my family and just the tight bond I have with them and how it feels to go back home. And when every time I leave, I get really sad. And I was just like, how do I capture this in a song? So we wrote it. And then, you know, as I was listening through the album, I was like, okay, we're, I'm touching on a lot of, you know, maybe more heavy uh, topics. Like I, I would love for it to end on a note that feels a little lighter and just, you know, that song is sentimental and kind of a, I don't know, like a tribute to family and, and on a bigger scale, just like the relationships in our lives that like help us balance out these complicated emotions of like, okay, yeah, life is up and down. There's a lot of gray areas. Not everything's going to make sense. Like, and I'm talking about a lot of this, but at the end of the day, you know, you have your people, you have your family, you have your friends. And, um, you know, like I always want to be reminded that like, that's the most important part of life. Like not getting caught up in too much of like fear of the future and anxiety and stress. Like hmm. I have these people in my life who I love and love me. And, um, at the end of the day, that's 
like what I want to bring, always bring it back to. Um, and yeah. And then on top of that, I, I put my family, they're singing backgrounds on the kind of outro section. So I had them record in my kitchen, like right behind me, uh, in my living room kitchen. Like I had them stand around the mic and sing the song, which was a very funny, (laughs) fun experience and made it, you know, even more special. I mean, it's very sappy, very sappy, sentimental, but I am very sappy and sentimental. So, um, I wanted that side of me to be on the album too. And so, uh, I was I was excited to end it with that and and it's just special to have them on the song as well. Well, Caitlin Tarver, you've uh, you've given us great acting, great music. Oh. Now you're oh. inspiring us, motivational speaker, motivational coach. <laughs> you're doing it all. Hey, don't give me too much credit, but thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.